Welcome to the Hangin' with the Muses podcast, a late bloomin' creative's quest to make a living making stuff. I'm Tiffany Prashera, and I've been a composer, author, and voice artist for decades, but I'm not exactly where I'd like to be in my career. Join me as I strive for greatness, or at least some decent semblance of mediocrity, and share tips about what I've been learning along the way. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to episode number two of the Hanging with the Muses podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, wherever you may be. So last time I mentioned that I was going to talk about what I think I've been doing wrong so far in my career, so you can learn from my mistakes. I have found seven main areas that I'd like to share with you, and then To balance that off, we'll talk about seven things that I think I'm doing right. How does that sound? So number one, number one thing I think I'm doing wrong in my career is having a lack of focus. I, like many of you, have varied interests, even in the creative realm. You know, I'm involved in music. I'm involved in writing. I do the voice thing. And even within that, there are a lot of different little niches and areas. Like as a musician, you know, I sing, I play piano, I compose, and in different genres, they they all interest me. The problem with this is that, well, it's not a problem because it's good to be versatile, I think, and it's good to, you get different skill sets from different genres of music, for example. But when you are unfocused, when you're just kind of doing bits of everything, you, first of all, may not get really good at anything. And second of all, you don't establish this niche for yourself in the industry, right? And it spreads out your energy. Because if you're doing a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of that, then it takes so much longer to get any one project done. Recently, I was looking into what I was going to be focusing on. And I have ideas for a children's series, a children's book series, a more young adult book series, children's songs, kind of jazzy, and pop music. And I thought to myself, well, if I attempt all of this, it's going to take forever to get any of those things done. And it's like, who do I want to be? Do I want to be a children's artist? Do I want to be a more mature artist? It's all fine. It's all good. But I have to decide that. So I told myself in one area I was going to be on the youthful side, another area is going to be on the more mature side. So I'm going to go with the kind of pop stuff. Right now I'm working on some instrumentals to be licensed for film and TV. And then I'm going to stick with the children's book series because it seems fun for me. It gets me excited to do that. And then is sticking to that because I can do something. I'll be working on a project for a week and then say, oh, but then this interests me too. So I'm going to go do that. I have to stick with it. And get it done and put really put all my energy into those projects. It's, all, it's okay to have a couple of projects. I kind of 
think too, it's probably a good idea to have a longer term project and a shorter term project because I've done, I've written musicals before and a musical takes a long time to A, write and then get produced. So you're not going to start a musical this week and expect to be making money off of it next week. And, you know, we want to be fulfilled and everything, but we also like income. So the idea of having something that's shorter term and longer term is probably good. But if you have too many irons in the fire, I don't know what the rest of that saying is, but it's probably not a good thing. <laughs> okay, so number two, the second thing that I think I've been doing wrong, giving up too easily. Now, you may be thinking, Tiffany, you said you've been doing this for decades. Maybe you should give up. Maybe you should let it go. And believe me, I've tried. I've tried. I've looked for other avenues. But anyway, what I mean by giving up too easily is that I will put a little feeler out there. I will try something a little bit and then retreat if it doesn't work. You know, I will put a tweet up on the Twitter and I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't get any likes. I guess I will stay off of Twitter then. Or I sent a letter to that person and they didn't respond. So I guess we were never meant to be. We were never meant to be connected. And there are times when you just have to know when something's not right. I'm not saying doggedly pursue something until the ends of the earth. Although sometimes, you know, that's exactly what you have to do. But I'm saying don't give up until you've really tried. Don't give up until you have paid due attention to that activity or process. You know, don't just put up one tweet and if it doesn't, you know, go around the world millions of times that you were never meant to be on Twitter. It's a process. These things have to build. And this is something that I've really been learning through my work with the radio station. The first time that I was to be an operator, so running the board when someone else was the talent or the announcer, there was this thing that happened right at the beginning of the show that kind of screwed everything up. It was not good. And I, thankfully, I had my mentor with me who was who had been teaching the operating class and he fixed it before I even actually knew what had happened and I could have and I'm I'm someone who gets freaked out rather easily I could have right at that moment decided okay not doing it anymore you know you take over the show and I'm just going to go home or at least until like or at least I was going to wait until the end of the show before I decided I would never do it again. <laughs> because I'm like, who needs that stress, right? But I thought to myself, okay, now I know what happened there. And it wasn't, it wasn't actually my, my fault. But I was like, now I know what happened. So I can make sure that doesn't happen next time. And this has been how work with the station has gone. It, when something goes awry or a mistake is made, then I learn from it. I say, okay, I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. And you whittle things down until things can run fairly smoothly. And I realized I can take that into the rest of my life. It's not about giving up right away once something seems scary or hard. It's about learning from it and saying, okay, so this is not going to happen next time now because I know. So number two. Given up too easily. Not doing that anymore. Number three, the third thing that I think I've been doing wrong in my career is not knowing enough people. 
not connecting and collaborating. You see, I'm a social person in a sense. I'm kind of, if you know Myers-Briggs, I'm kind of a split between an introvert and an extrovert. So I can communicate with people really well. I enjoy meeting new people and then I have my limit, right? And that's also establishing, once you meet somebody, establishing those relationships and really keeping them up. And I have not been the greatest at that, admittedly. I'm also not one of these people who likes to walk into a room, like at a networking event, and say, okay, who are the most useful people that I can meet tonight? I just meet people, whatever they do, and I talk with them and and learn about them. And then when I have had enough stimulus, (laughs) I guess you could say, then I go home. This does not necessarily um, lead to the most cohesive network of collaborators. So that is something that I really need to work on is getting those people to work with because we can be inspired by each other, right? And different people have different strengths and you don't necessarily have to do everything yourself like I've pretty much been doing so far. So that's number three. And I am going to have an episode on networking and experiences with that. But yeah, not uh, knowing enough people and connecting and collaborating is, is a challenge for me. I will, I will agree. Number four, not paying enough attention to the market. This one, I'm a little unsure about whether this is a problem or not. Because, yes, there are certain trends. And one can jump on the bandwagon and get some attention and get some money. And that can lead to a fulfilling career if following that trend leads you to where you really want to be. But then there's also something to be said for just doing the things that light you up because you will do them better. You will be more interested in your projects and they will be of higher quality. And I learned this from when I was studying film at university. That was my first degree. We had to do this project where we did these little reviews of all of these short films that we had been watching during the semester. And there was this film about rain, and I was fascinated by it because it, you never actually saw the rain itself. It was about the effects that the rain had on its environment, on everything around it. So I, I loved this film. It was, it was mesmerizing to me. And my professor, when he was going over my reviews, he remarked on this one piece. He said, I can tell you liked this film because your quality of writing was so much better on it than on the others. So that really stuck with me. You know, when when you love what you're doing, when you're engaged with what you're doing, it's just going to be a better product. And that's really what you want to bring out into the world. But there is something to be said, too, for paying attention to the market, knowing what people are interested in, and then hopping on that bandwagon. I'm not against that. So I, I think I could be paying more attention to that because I've not really been that kind of a person. I just kind of, oh, I feel like doing this today. And then I do it. <laughs> so that's, that's something I am learning <laughs> for sure. Number five, the fifth thing that I think I have been doing wrong so far in my career is not availing myself of all of the marketing tools. I was rather late coming to the social media for business thing, and there's lots of stuff. I still haven't used it. Like I said, I'm, I'm on Instagram, but not really. I haven't posted anything in a long time. I don't do TikTok. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm like Facebook, 
Twitter, YouTube. And even then, I'm not um, being as consistent with them as I could be because I, I hear that that's what really works. It's not just like posting something once and expecting it to go viral or, or whatever your goal is. It's about being consistent when your audience knows that every week or whatever, every day, you are going to be providing content. That um, is something I've been a little challenged with as well because, I mean, I like putting up stuff. I like putting up content. I think it's fun. But I'm also thinking, you know, I'm a composer. I'm not here to do YouTube videos. But you have to find the balance, right, where you are getting your work out there so that people see it and also having the time and energy to devote to the work itself so you can get better at what you do. Number six, not taking full advantage of opportunities. On one level, I kind of believe that when you know something is right, it's right. And then you do it. You don't have to jump at every opportunity that that comes your way because it may not be for you. But sometimes I will say that I look back at situations and say, ah, you know, I kind of wish I had done that. I had moved forward with that uh, possibility. So many years ago, I had released a pop album and, and I got a phone call asking if I would open up for this big Canadian act at the time who was going to be performing in my hometown. And most people would be like, yeah, I'm there, you know, sign me up. I was like, ah, I am not, I'm not prepared for this. This is going to be two weeks down the line. And I feel like this wasn't something that I had been practicing these songs so I could perform them live or anything like that. You know, I put the recording together and, and sent it out into the world. And so I was like, what would I have to offer in two weeks? Kind of freaked out. And well, I didn't freak out over the phone when she was asking, but I basically politely declined and didn't explain why. But Looking back, I mean, I have to know that it was right somehow, that I wasn't meant to do that gig. But there's part of me that says, what would have happened? What would have come of that if I had put the pedal to the metal, made a performance happen, and did the best that I could with the opportunity that was presented to me? Which most people would be thrilled with, right? But I was just scared. So next time in the future... I'm still going to trust my gut to know when something is right or wrong, but I'm really going to think about it and be more willing to put myself out there to do what is necessary to make an opportunity happen. Because that's how you make life happen, right? You don't just say no to everything. That's, there's no memes. There's no posters that say no to everything, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, number six, not taking advantage of the opportunities. And finally, number seven, on the list of things I think I've been doing wrong in my career so far, assuming I don't know what to do. I'm really bad at that. 
Um, I am resourceful in a lot of ways, but so often I will read something about the industry or how to maneuver within the industry, and it will say, well, you just do this. You meet these people, or you, you know, you contact this agency, or you whatever, and my mind just goes, it just explodes, and it's like, but how do I meet those people? It, what exactly do I say to them when I meet them? How do I make this connection happen? And it's about trusting yourself, I think. It's about trusting yourself that you can find the answers and you just have to experiment too. You may not get it right the first time, whatever you're trying, but no one is going to give you a complete step-by-step instruction manual on how to run your career or your life. You have to explore You have to experiment and see what happens. Read, learn as much as you can from other people's experiences, but ultimately you just got to try stuff. So I I know I, I have been a little bit more afraid of that than I should be. I have to trust myself that I do know what to do and I will still be learning along the way. Okay, so that's what I've been doing wrong. Now, onto some things I've been doing right. Number one, getting in touch with myself and what I actually want to contribute. I think it's important to know who you are as a creative person and what you want to give to the world, because then that will determine what projects you create, who you get involved with, and what you put out there. If you just kind of go willy-nilly and don't have a sense of who you are, your projects will be scattered too and people won't know what to make of you. Like, who is this person that I'm watching or listening to or reading? And can I trust what they're going to put out next? And I want, I, I think I'm to the point where I'm someone that I know who I want to be in this creative world. And I'm proud of myself for that. Number two, doing projects that I enjoy and that make me happy. Which kind of goes a Contrary to the not knowing the market thing, <laughs> but I do stuff that that delights me as much as possible and hopefully, you know, stuff that will make money along the way. But I think it's got to light me up first, just as I'd mentioned about um, with the film reviews. When I was working on my children's musical Mocha in the Moon, I remember sitting in a coffee shop and I had figured something out to do with the storyline and I just the people in the coffee shop must have thought I was nuts because I just had this grin on my face and I was like yes yes that's it that's what's gonna happen and I love that feeling and I think we need to follow that feeling and welcome that feeling and get excited about that feeling and let that guide us to the type of projects we do so that's number two number three getting feedback from my loving and very intelligent family. And if you have other people to get the feedback from, great. But I, I love these guys. I love these guys. They are honest. Um, sometimes my mom can be a little overappreciative. And I know, I know, I, I accept it. I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't so great. But she's still telling me it's great. But I trust what they say. You know, if there's something that's like, I don't understand this part. Or this sounds awkward to me, then I will pay attention to that. And not, I don't always change things up, but I think we need to get the feedback from people and not be afraid of that or assume that 
everything that we create is gold right out of the gate because chances are it's not yet. So don't be afraid of getting that feedback from people. Number four, I've remained in integrity with myself and who I want to be as an artist. And what I mean by that is that I have never compromised myself or done something that looking back on it, I would have been ashamed or embarrassed of. And yes, we all make mistakes and sometimes we do what we have to do. But I appreciate the fact that everything that I've done, I can say, yeah, I own that. I own that. And and it's nothing that I wouldn't say or do now. So no regrets that way. So I'm pleased about that. Number five, I make a positive impact with those who experience my work. I really enjoy when, say, a kid has been singing my song in a music festival and they really love it. Or when I've lifted someone's spirits with poetry. I remember when I was doing some recording in a studio, the fellow who ran the studio had passed one of my children's songs on to a friend of his who was apparently experiencing depression. And apparently he said it just really lit her up and and brought her out of that depth. And that made me so happy. I love having a positive impact with people. Or even if it's something that's really funny, making people laugh. I just I just love knowing that I'm having a positive impact on the world in my way. Number six, I've been learning what doesn't work. In a way, you could say I may give up too easily sometimes, as I mentioned in number two, but but I also try not to waste too much time when something is clearly not happening. Whether it's a project or a process, you can set it aside and then get onto something that is working and then maybe revisit it eventually if there's something that needs to be tweaked. But I don't sit there belaboring the point or beating a dead horse about it. I just move on. I'm like, okay, yeah, this really isn't working for me and move on to the next thing. Keeping it aside for the future. And number seven. The final thing that I think I'm doing right in my career so far is keeping expenses low so there isn't as much money that you have to make to keep your head above water. It can be easy to get into debt and get all of the gear and all of the coursework and everything. And this stuff can be great. It can be really helpful. But it's knowing about what you are willing to spend in relation to what you are going to get back from it. And sometimes we don't need to be spending as much as we think we do to have a good quality product. I'm just saying, I'm just saying something, it's knowing about what to invest in and what can be dealt with in other ways. That's all I'm saying. And I'm also not one of these people to ask people to donate their time or money for a project that I'm working on. I know the industry is is big on that and people collaborate and whatnot and, and volunteer their services. I just don't want to do that for people. I don't I feel like people need to be paid and and I'm not gonna go around asking all these people to do things for me for free. I just I don't feel right about that. I totally get that people do it, but I want to connect and collaborate and, and when if we're working on a project together, fine, but I also want to make sure that if somebody is doing something that has to do with me, that I can pay them properly for it. 
that's that's just my policy so far. I don't know if that's working or not. <laughs> so that's a list of things that I think I've been doing right and wrong in my career so far. I'm a work in progress, as you know. Now just to talk a little bit about the projects I'm working on and how they're going. As I mentioned, I'm working on some instrumental tracks for licensing for film and television. They're a lot of fun. I really like getting into a beat and just hanging out with that for a couple of minutes. So hopefully, you know, those will get out into the world. I've been putting up some videos for tracks that I've already done. So you can find that uh, on Swimming Tigress Music on YouTube. And I think I'm going to reintroduce some holiday songs that I was working on. You know, I was watching a lot of the Hallmark movies last year, and I'm kind of thinking, I want to hit Hallmark 2020. <laughs> I want to get in some of those movies. So I've been working on some holiday-themed songs, which will hopefully be done relatively soon, because when a movie is released, you know, in December, they're already looking for music in the, the spring and summer. So got to get on top of those things. And I've also got an idea for this children's book series based on a stuffed animal that I have. I love her. She's a multicultural rabbit. And I'm excited about the adventure she's going to go on. So I'm in the point right now where I'm putting together, you know, the sense of who is she? Where does she come from? And what kind of adventure it's going to be? I just kind of knew I, I liked the idea of it. So now it's kind of making it a little bit more concrete. So I'm not just starting to type something and then figuring out, oh, yeah, that's what she does, or that's where she's from. It's, uh, I'm not a huge planner, because I do like things to surprise me and, and happen somewhat organically, but you have to have some sense of direction in your stories. So I'm at that process on the book right now. And that's about it. That's what I'm working on uh, during this time when we've had a lot of extra time to hang out at home and such. I've been revamping my website and and adding some new voice demos onto the voice sites that I've I've registered for. So now I'm ready to actually get back to the creative part of things, which is very exciting. I love, I love, I love getting immersed in a story or in a piece of music. It's so much fun for me. So that's where I'm at right now. Now we've come to the section where I'd like to talk about something that I've enjoyed reading, watching, or listening to that I think you could benefit from, that could be helpful to you. Recently, I read a book by David McNally and Carl Speak called Be Your Own Brand. And this is not necessarily for creative people, but in a way it's for everyone. It talks about establishing for yourself what you represent what you have to offer, your family and friends, your customers, whatever realm you are focusing on, how you're going to do it, and what kind of style you're going to bring to that, to those services. And I, I found it was incredibly helpful because 
as I said, I do like to live in integrity with who I am. And this just helped me refine that. It helped me figure out, okay, you know, this is the way I want to run my creative business. You know, I want it to be family friendly. I want it to be good quality, you know, all that sort of thing. And then what I offer the people I work with and the way I offer it, right? Some people are focused on really fast turnarounds. Some people are focused on the highest quality. Some people are focused on ingenuity and inventiveness. Some people want to offer their reliability. We're all different. And this book helps you narrow that down for yourself, who you're going to be in your creative life so that when people are working with you and interacting with you, that they know what to expect. So I found that really helpful. Be Your Own Brand, David McNally and Carl Speak. Something you might want to check out. So that's it for this episode of the Hanging with the Muses podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. And if you'd like to keep connected and get more information, you can find me online at tiffanyprashera.com, on Facebook at Swimming Tigress Music, Twitter at Tiffany Prashera, and at Swimming Tigress. They're both there. I'm going to try and keep them more connected than I do, but I tend to communicate at Tiffany Prashera a little bit more. On YouTube, you can get me at Swimming Tigress Music if you want to check out some videos. And as I mentioned, I am getting a little bit more active on the Instagram at Tiffany Prashera. So check me out there too. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a fabulous day and we will see you next time.